0: I'm standing here in Federation Square, and that's at the heart of Narm or Melbourne, on Wurundjeri land, where sovereignty has never been ceded. And I'm surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of very excited and very proud early educators. I think they're pretty much all members of the United Workers' Union, but there are other unionists here in solidarity. And they're standing here today because they've walked off in support of the beginnings of what is a pay and condition campaign amongst workers who desperately need uh, a substantial pay rise. And I'll be talking to a range of workers about their working conditions and what they hope for. So this is a special episode of The Sound of Solidarity, brought to you by Solidarity. I hope you enjoy the noise and the background. Um, because there's a lot of energy here, and we'll bring the story of those workers to you over the next little while.
1: So, um, my name is Liz. I uh, I work in Early Learning and have done for six and a half years. I'm now working with the union um, for the next six months doing an advocacy programme. My child goes to care five days a week. Um, Why does it matter to me? Because I have seen the most amazing people leave this sector, because of the fact that we don't have enough money to pay our bills, because they're burnt out. Because all the way through COVID, they were not respected or treated as the essential workers that they actually were. Without PPE, without vaccinations, we were still working. Um, So why this matters to me so much is because if we don't speak up now, we will never speak up and nothing will ever change. And I wanna see that change for me and also for the uh, younger generation. I want to see the pay gap disappear and early child educators be respected and treated the way they deserve.
0: Absolutely. And I should say you've got your... Two-year-old. Two-year-old. Her name is Charlotte. Say hi. Hi Charlotte. Yeah, she's shy. (laughs) And and what sort of pay rise do you think is needed? Inflation plus
1: Look, the minimum wage needs to go out, in some centres it's $21 an hour they're making. And we're talking about a ratio of 1 to 4 and 1 to 11 at $21 an hour when you have little people under five that you are, um, sorry, that you are you're responsible for, it's just not good enough. Responsibility and, and danger should equal more pay. It is in every other sector. So I'm thinking, I can't tell you a magic number that I think it should be, but I can say to you it's not good enough and it needs to go up a hell of a lot before it's meeting the requirements of what we do.
0: And if it comes to real strike action, that should be right across the sector? Absolutely. Private, public, everybody together? Absolutely.
1: The bigger we are, the stronger we are, the more yeah. power we have. So. And,
0: and do you think the sector should be in public hands, public service, Absolutely. in
1: public hands? Absolutely. I think it should be across the board, every educator gets equal pay you know, no matter whether you're working in this area or that area or you're with this age group or you're that age group, we all do the same work. Um, We should all be respected and given that amount of pay that, that represents the work that we do.
0: And there's flags here of course from the United Workers' Union, but also good to see banners and flags from the Australian Services Union and I've just spotted the National Tertiary Education Union coming in to show solidarity. This is a fantastic chance to stand up for everyone who is low paid, who is undervalued and who is overworked.
2: Hi, I'm Erin. I'm from Cardinia Lakes Early Learning Centre. I'm the Centre Director. Um, I've been there for five years now and we've recently just gone under new ownership. Um, This is my third union rally. We've got 120 place a day, so seven rooms in
3: total.
0: What kind of pressure does that put you all under?
2: A lot.
3: A yeah. lot, when yeah. we've,
4: we've had, you know, short s- staff, COVID, yeah. yeah, COVID. It's um, it's definitely changed, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. My name's Joe. I'm from the same centre. Yeah. Um, I've been there for 18 months now, yeah. in that centre. Um, yeah, and it's working in the rooms, it can be very high pressure a lot of the time because of this short staff.
0: So what kind of pay rise do you think you need?
5: Anything. Yeah,
4: anything, and I, I personally would like ratio more, less ratio, more staff. Yeah. yeah. That's one, my, my big thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. So what kind of ratio would well, you be looking for?
4: At the moment, from babies to the room, I'm in it's one to four, um, which is not too bad, but babies, their ratio needs so, to be so that's
0: twelve kids to four staff. Right, yeah, no, is that three? Right? three staff. Yeah, three staff. Three yeah.
4: staff. Yeah. Which three staff. Three staff. Yeah. 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 Which in babies puts a lot of pressure on the baby's room for sure. So I'd like to see that. Especially for newborn babies cared yeah. by one educator, that's yeah. a lot. This is my first rally actually, so I'm very excited to be here just um to try and get get what we want. We love our job. Yeah, we do. We love what
0: we do, we do. We love our job. That's why we're here. Yeah. That's why we do it. So you want to be paid enough.
1: Yeah, we to want want to, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 A lot of
4: people leave it, they love it, and that's that's very sad. Yeah, because there's no yeah.
5: support for children that need help either. No. Yeah. ISF takes nine months. Yeah. So by the time you've got kids that are throwing chairs and things like that, because they're not getting the support and help they need, because the government's not doing anything about it. So people leave. Oh, yeah, yeah which then puts everyone else under pressure.
0: For some of the people here, the critical thing is pay. And the very low levels of pay, given these people are highly trained and qualified educators. For some of the people here, the issue is ratios and making sure that they're not burnt out by having to deal with too many kids all at once. And another question that's raised here is the question of how the sector is run. Should it be run for profit or should it be run as part of the public system? I've been talking this afternoon to a range of workers, but there are also parents here who have come to show their solidarity and, and support.
2: I'm here with my daughter, Maya, supporting our childcare workers and early educators because because of them that we can go to work and have the lives that we have and they should be able to get paid appropriately to to have good lives as well and that's why we're here today sounds pretty good <laughs> Anything you'd like to yeah I, I would like to say that um, the care that uh, is is given by um, the carers uh, for, yeah. for my son Jara um, is uh, absolutely extraordinary and and re- requires you know or deserves uh, a fair um, you know reimbursement for that you know um, it's it's about uh, providing the best care for our kids, and um, and that's a tough job, and it needs to be uh, you know recognised as such.
0: Yeah. I mean, you guys have both got your hands full right now, and you, and your ratio is one to one, and you, you still look like you're under a bit of pressure. So it's oh, yeah. much tougher when it's uh, when there's a whole bunch of kids.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, and there's not too many other jobs where a momentary lapse of attention could like literally lead to death or serious injury. So. Yeah, it's full on work.
0: I asked one of the officials with the United Workers Union whether we should be talking today about childcare workers or early educators. And these people are childcare workers, but the union and many others of its supporters have been encouraging the use of the term early educators, and the reason is quite simple. These people are not just minding the children, they are educating the children and playing the role of educators. And yet they're paid massively less than a teacher in a classroom. Despite the fact that, as a number of people have told me, the early stages of life are some of the most important. Why are you here today, Mandy?
3: Because the whole early childhood education system is in absolute crisis. It's, if something's not done now, it will, It will fail. There will be no good quality education left within the next few years, in the short term, I think.
0: And what does that crisis look like to you?
3: We can't get staff. We've been understaffed. We've had to uh, close some days just because we don't have enough staff. We pay our staff above award, but staff don't get paid enough for what they do. They don't get the recognition for what they do. There's not enough uh, good quality Education out there for training, uh, for to train educators, uh, so the quality can be poor as well. Um, so everything needs to be changed. We need to change the funding and how it's given to centres. Uh, you know, the funding shouldn't be just money that goes to cover parents' fees, and then centres don't have to have the best staff working. You know, and it needs to cover wages. It needs to cover. We need to have better training facilities and we need to then pay the staff for doing their training and doing what they do. And to, to make that happen, does that mean the sector should be publicly run rather than privately run? I'm not sure about necessarily being public or private. I think I'm from a community-based not-for-profit and I think that is a really important part of the sector. I don't think anyone should be making money. No. Nobody, nobody should be making money out of early childhood education. It's just, that's so not right. It's just not right. (laughs) It's about being professionalising the early
5: childhood education and care sector. Everyone keeps referring to us as workers. Media continually diminish people's actual value and qualifications, but we're actually a highly qualified um, workforce. And um, yeah, we need the government to actually step up and put early childhood education in care, give it the same value that's given to all education. Um, Children's brain development is greatest in the first four years of life. That's 85% of brain development. So we're actually the most important educators that society will actually have. So they need to be bloody valued. There you
0: go. (laughs) It's only the beginning of the campaign. What do you see as success? What do you want to be the case?
5: What do I see? I I see that the government actually stepping up and absorbing early childhood education and care into the standard school system.
0: So it should be part of the public
5: sector? Absolutely. And, you know, I'm I'm pretty um, anti-personally privatisation of early childhood sector. I think it's disgusting that that was being enabled. But, um, you know, and they'll say that they can't do that now, that put it into the school sector. But we have private schools. We have a private and a public school education sector, so there's absolutely no reason why they can't be absorbed into that same platform. Yeah, yeah. And, pay here they are, and ratios? Here they are, here they are. I don't think ratios are terrible. They could improve, especially in the under twos. I think there needs to be movement there, and possibly the over threes. Um, but I think the biggest problem is the creep of uh, legislative requirements, planning, programming. IOPRs, all the, all the paperwork that's associated with um, early childhood education care is not acknowledged at all. And a big thing is pay equity and pay parity. Um, so our Cert 3s are incredibly low paid but a male workforce on a Cert 3 is earning roughly approximately $40 an hour. But you know we'll have Cert 3s in the low 20s. And that's absolutely appalling. So there's not... Oh, it's it's definitely to do with the fact that this is a genderised workforce. Absolutely. Being a genderised workforce is a massive issue. And um, early childhood education and care have got a big thing of being seen to be um, nice ladies. And quite frankly, fuck the nice ladies bullshit. Um, We've got a lot of young men coming into the sector, and there's probably a few older men, but uh, it should be regardless. You know, we're very diverse and we believe in equity across the board. And the expectations on us are actually often greater than they are for um, even schools in regard to um, our compliance and legislation. And, you know, it needs to be reflected that it's a profession yep. and, and not to be constantly infant, you know, infantilized. That's a big issue. And, you know, you'll see at the moment that the government will be sort of aligning early childhood education and care profession with um, aged care. I was a nurse for 30 years before I went into this um, in, into this sector and this profession. And um, I used to be an assessor of aged care. There's nothing, there's no similarity. It's just that people can't get past the care. But we're actually primarily, yes, we do absolutely care for the young people in our things, but a big part of it is education. You know, primary brain development for children is the first three years of life. And um, that actually has massive impact on a child's future potential and future outcomes for their whole lives. So quality is a huge thing. You know, quality early childhood education and care is what's required.
0: And there's another union banner and set of flags. That's from the Australian Education Union. The numbers are really building up here at Federation Square. Uh, There are hundreds and hundreds of people in the union t-shirts for the campaign Big Steps. And that's BigSteps.org. And if you want to check out The Sound of Solidarity, of course, that's produced by Solidarity. And our website is Solidarity.net.au. And I'm about to talk to another parent who is also a union activist, can bring a really important perspective.
2: My name's Hannah McCann, I'm in the NTU, I'm on the branch committee at the University of Melbourne. And I'm here supporting the early educators in their demands for fair pay and being valued culturally in a in a different way that understands their extremely important role in society.
0: And what do early educators mean to you and your daughter down there?
2: Well, I've just had a baby this year, and she just this is her second day of childcare, so she's on a strike day. Um, and already, I can just see the immense amount of work that the educators do, and how it's really the foundation of all of the rest of the labor in society. I mean, it's what keeps everything running, is having this childcare available. But it's also a really important gendered issue because it means if you've been on parental leave, obviously caring for your child, there's no way that you can go back to work or or have any other time, unless you've got childcare available. So. If we don't have childcare and we don't have childcare workers, you know, it's going to keep mostly women in the home.
0: And as a union activist, what do you think is happening in the union sector and what needs to happen? Because there's a whole series of pressure points. What, what do we need to do next as workers?
2: Hmm. I think there's um, an exciting amount of people unionising. And we're seeing it in countries across the world uh, where there's all these workforces who haven't been unionised before starting to realise how powerful it is when you join together with your fellow workers for better paying conditions. So I think, you know, we need to look to that with hope. Um, But I think that we also need to avoid, on this specific issue around childcare, you know, seeing it just as purely a means to an end, like we can keep capitalism running because we've got childcare. It's, it's about more than that, it's much bigger than that. It's about, um, you know, being able to be in the world and be a good parent as well and not just completely outsource your care. So I kind of reject the rhetoric around this that's like, we just need to get women into the workforce, you know, at 100%, that's not what it's about.
3: I'm going to hand over to Anusha now who's going to share with you a little bit about her story. Hello everyone! <laughs> no today. Yeah! So my name is Anusha, Anusha in the
6: Palace. I'm a proud educator. I, I'm a passionate early childhood educator working in the sector 12 years. My whole experience from overseas also 25 years. More than that, I'm working with the children. In and then, so this is, this is the worst crisis ever seen I have seen in my life. Why this is happening? Because the educators are underpaid, undervalued overworked, and they are leaving the sector. So
5: the high number of
6: them ever before they are leaving the sector.
5: Right now, there is a
6: national skill shortage which is placing myself and my colleagues under a great deal of stress. You guys agree with that? Yes! Yes, right? Don't get me wrong. I love my job. But you know what? Love does not pay the bills. And love does not put the food on the table, guys. Everyone knows today is the educator's day. We are celebrating ourselves with the cupcake. But this time, no more cupcake. Yeah. We came here. We came here to yeah, set the government. We need real reform for that You agree? Yeah. Today, we ask the government, better pay conditions of work, to make easy easy part of the education system and to put children before profit. We are here together to take action for change. Are we ready? Yeah. You know, professional educators know that the early years of years, of life are most important. When it comes to building the foundations for their lifelong learning and well-being. Right? When your child's life is enriched with high-quality early childhood learning experiences and positive have a significant impact on their development. We listen to children, strive to accept, understand and value diversity in living and learning. We foster relationships, connection, and communities within our day-to-day work. Our relationships are embedded within the meaning in life of our families and communities. Now and into the future, there is no place for the profit in early, early child education. Our leaders in government, our partners, and all Australia know, we are gathering across the country today to call the federal government it's time to make real reform for the early childhood educators because we are so close to leaving and turning our backs on our profession we love. is my place upon my retirement. We are here today to advocate all of our educators to have the right to work in the reform sector. Yeah? The yeah. yeah. Albanese government, we say, give us a reason to stay. Yeah. Government leaders, we say, easy, easy matters, yeah. now more than ever. It is time for real, genuine reform. So we ask our national leaders to come onto the table for real negotiations. This time, no more cupcakes. Yes? Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And two more union banners spotted in the crowd, the Community and Public Sector Union and the Retail and Fast Food Workers Union. It's really good to see the union movement in Melbourne rallying to this struggle. So the challenge now is to build a serious industrial campaign that can win a pay rise at or above inflation, can win better staff ratios and can win public ownership. And if child care workers, early educators are going to do that, they're going to need all our backing. We're going to need to operate as workers across the public sector and more broadly. Solidarity, comrades.